Do you want to know where you are in your leadership development journey and where to focus your attention in the future to get better results? Well, if the answer is yes, I would like to invite you to take my free world-class leadership assessment today and get an instant score of your current leadership level. By taking this new and fact-based assessment, you will be able to score your current leadership level against the world-class leaders as well as the five core areas of leaderships. Over the years, I've worked with the hundreds of professionals around the world and across all industries to help them achieve their leadership goals. So thanks to this work and the data, I have developed a solid assessment that you can take today. Now, the assessment is quick. It will just take 5-10 minutes and you will get an instant feedback and report received in your inbox. So, are you ready to know where you are? Take the free assessment today at www.andreapetrone.com assessment. And now, it's about time for a new episode. Welcome to the World Class Leader Show. This is the one and only podcast for ambitious and high achievers, professionals who want to become world-class leaders. In this podcast, we deconstruct the success of high-performance leaders, share their stories, and teach the most effective strategies to move from average to greatness. This is your host, Andrea Petroni, a high-performance and leadership advisor, executive coach, and keynote speaker with more than 20 years of international and executive corporate experience. everyone and welcome back to a new episode of the World Class Leader Show. And it's been a while um, because as far as I remember my last solo episode was before the summer. So guys, it's been a while and I hope you had actually had a great summer and you started your September in the best way possible. About me, well I had a great summer and I spent most of my time in Italy so I have some clients work but also time to visit my parents, stay a little bit with It's not just that, actually. I just returned from uh, a three-day intense trip, uh, again to Italy, by the way, to Milan, to speak at uh, the Gastex, which is one of the largest uh, uh, gas conference in the world. So I chaired the Future Leaders Program, and probably I'm going to tell you a bit more in the next few weeks, because I think there's some interesting sharing and, and insights uh, from this event. But today I want to speak with you about something else because I've been thinking a lot about weaknesses. What are the real weaknesses of leaders? What are the blind spots of leaders when they lead an entire organization? And I think there are some dangerous uh, misconceptions about weaknesses. And I think we have to understand that what we might perceive as a leader, either you are a CEO or a senior executive, as a weakness, actually maybe is an incredible great sign of leadership. But when I speak and coach leaders, they tell me openly that uh, they don't want to show some specific behaviors because they think they might look weak in front of their uh, people. So I thought maybe it's a finally time to 
discuss this, what I call the nine seemingly weak behaviors and try to share some ideas with you. And, and I really would love to hear your thoughts on this to see whether these nine behaviors are probably sign of weakness as some CEOs, some leaders think, or in a way how I say it, actually they're a great sign of leadership. So they need to be shown more and more consistently in the organization. So that's the plan for today. So why don't we start? So number one behavior, saying sorry. And many leaders, they, they don't say sorry, right? They don't want to say sorry. They don't want to, um, you know, to apologize. They want to believe that, you know, it's the fault in somewhere else. But just, you know, being in extremely open and transparent, say, hey, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Because, guys, you know, we are humans. We are leaders, but we are senior executives, but we are not invincible. So saying sorry, in my personal view, is an incredible sign of leadership. It also beats an incredible relationship with people, right? Instead of fighting and keep arguing, you know, just stopping a conversation, say, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Let me help you. Let me make it for you, right? Wow. That's an incredible example of leadership in the workplace. But, you know, guys, how many times you have seen this, right? It's not so common. Uh, number two, which is very similar, is admitting that you were wrong. And again, you know, we, we admitting we are wrong means that we as a leader, you know, can make mistakes. We can make mistakes. We can actually make incredible bad decisions. But for a simple reason, because we don't have all the answers. You know, sometimes we think, especially the CEOs, that they're supposed to know everything. They're supposed to have an answer for everything. So we go to them and they must be able, because they are the CEO, right, to give an answer. But, you know, nowadays, leaders, they given all this uncertainty, they have to make decisions very fast without having all the information handy. So it's very easy to, you know, to make a mistake. But admitting that you were wrong, it's something different. So it's very much related to saying sorry. It's also an incredible sign of vulnerability, in which I think something that is missing in many leaders nowadays. Number three, asking for help. Okay, so that's interesting because... Back to the point I made earlier, you know, expecting that a leader has all the answers, um, I think it's just wrong. So we need to understand that our leaders, they are not able to give all the answers that we're looking for. And not just that. I think most of the time, they are maybe silently asking for help. They want to get your ideas. They want to get help. But maybe they are not so good of sharing this, explaining um, you know, what they're really thinking, what they really want. So why not even ask, asking to our leaders, uh, can I help you in this? How can I help you too? And again, some CEOs, particularly, they are, they are so really good on doing this. They don't have any problem. But others, they don't want to ask for help because they might give the perception they are weak. So in my personal view, actually, this is an incredible sign of leadership. So, you know, that, that is important. So that's number three. 
Number four, which is a little bit similar to number two, admitting you're wrong, is changing your mind, right? Um, changing your idea, changing your thoughts is normal, you know, not just because you're a leader, you, are, you have a, a status, you need to protect your ego, your, your position, your role, you know, you, you should keep doing something that is probably wrong. So changing your mind is amazing. So when I see a CEO, a leader, uh, changing his mind, her mind, uh, wow, gosh, I love that because that is an incredible sign that he's listening, first of all. He's listening, he's happy to be challenged, and not many, actually, not many want to be challenged. So that is amazing, I think. So the ability to change your mind. Number five, which is, again, very similar to some extent, is actually is asking to be challenged. So if, you are not, if you're not sure about your decisions, if you're not sure about the direction you're taking, why not asking to be challenged? Instead of being surrounded by what I call the yes-men, why you, as a leader, you are not the first stepping up and say, guys, I want to be challenged on this idea. I'm not sure that is the right one. Or maybe you are, probably you think you are sure, but you want to hear an, a different perspective. Challenge, challenge, you know, what are your good ideas? Because sometimes, given the fact that you have a very little time to make decisions, I want you really to start thinking, am I making a good decision right now or just following, you know, my own passion, maybe my own, uh, my, my gut feeling, because sometimes this is not enough. All right, so let's go to, I think we are number six. Number six for me is say yes to someone else's idea. And uh, and again, that is not a sign of weakness. It's just the fact that that is you know, it's not your decision, that's not your idea, doesn't make you weak. Actually, the fact that you embracing someone else's idea it's wonderful. And again, if you, if you ask to be challenged, if you're listening well, if you hear someone else's thoughts, so essentially you're not isolating yourself and you try to understand from your people how you can solve collectively a problem, that shouldn't be a big deal, actually. And by the way, imagine the level of engagement and motivation you can get from people. They, they are heard, but also when they see it, their ideas become actually a global idea, a corporate idea, and then people follow. That's amazing. So don't be too much protective of your idea just because these are yours. So let's go to number seven. Number seven, and it's of course, it's very close to, to me for, for what I do, you know, hiring a coach. So hiring a coach is not a sign of weakness. So we have to be very clear on this. If you think that hiring a coach is a sign that someone is not happy with your performance, uh, you have some terrible weaknesses or blind spots, you need to be, in other words, fixed. Well, that's not what coach is about. Coaching is actually empowering people. Coaching is going to another level, is getting better ideas, more insights, finding different ways to solve solutions. So coaching actually is what great leaders do to get to another level. But sometimes I see in, our, in organizations when you, you know, when, when some leaders may be suggesting coaching to someone else, they are afraid of 
you know, offering the idea because they might think, okay, so this person will probably feel threatened or under pressure because I'm proposing a coach. No, that's not the way. That's the coaching is enhancing, is not fixing. So we have to understand that because otherwise coaching will never really become scalable in an organization. And we know how much coaching is important, right? Number eight is being vulnerable with your employees. Be open to, to be yourself, to be open, transparent, to share a bit of your life, your personal life, your personal struggles, if necessary, your needs, your goals, your aspirations, your story. So I think it's important. I think it's important that you show your own personality and you, know, and you don't look like um, a robot, right? Just because you're a human, people want to see that you are human. They want to see that you are like them. You're not a monster, you're not a machine, you're not an AI, a byproduct of a technology. So you are like them. So be open to be vulnerable because when you are, people will be too. Because if, you do, if you're not the first to open up, don't expect others to open as well. So I think the leader has the main responsibility to show to their entire organizations that vulnerability is a, is a principle is a factor, is also an important core value. And finally, number nine, which is related to that, more specifically, I want you to be more open to share your failures. Not just sharing the incredible lessons and learn that you, in your life, your positive experiences, your career, your progression, your success. No, share your failures too, you know. Tell people, you know, you're the biggest excuse me, fuck up in your, <laughs> in your career, but also as a CEO, you know, bad decision that you made. That's how you create bonding. That's how you create engagement and strong relation with people. And believe me, if you do it, people will do it too. So failure doesn't become something not to say in, in, uh, internally. It becomes a normality. It becomes something that people are very happy to share. They don't have any concern because there is no one penalizing them. There is no one blaming them. Why? Because it's the, this is the CEO that actually started in the first place. So this is the kind of a culture that we want to really build and develop in organization. So if you think about these nine seemingly weak behaviors, in reality for me, these are incredible signs of great leaders. But again, I want you to change the perception because I, I, I see this too much. I see too often, you know, leaders at the very, very top of the ranks, thinking that they can't show emotion, they can't be open, they can't be vulnerable, they can't say sorry, they can't say yes to others, they can't change their mind. Gosh, that was, that is prehistory. The history, the future of great leaders is different. It requires really a different approach. So stop being the macho and start really being a caring CEO, open to others, be yourself, be human, because that's what we are looking for. These are what the leaders will be in the future. So if you are not a leader like this, believe me, your success in the future won't be the same. As this is a very interesting topic, I really would like to hear from you and understanding what you think about this. So please send me any comments either uh, on LinkedIn or you can send me via email at andrea at andreapetroni.com you can find anyway these links on the show notes and um, and by the way if you like what we shared I strongly recommend actually to leave a review because 
you know, as a podcaster, we live with reviews. So the only way for our episode and our podcast to grow is by having positive reviews. So I appreciate that. And also sharing with your friends and colleagues if you think that might be interesting. And final note, I normally um, summarize the findings of each episode, even the ones with the guests, uh, on my website. And I write every Thursday a very interesting uh, short summary about what we share. So if you don't want to miss that and you prefer uh, reading, I strongly recommend going to my website, www.andreapetrone.com blog. You can subscribe there. I'm not sending any sales thing, just big, good insights of my experience with the podcast and my work with clients. So thank you so much for listening to this episode and I look forward to seeing you next time.